Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What type of person are you? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like A, B, C, D. Well, well, those are just letters. Right, but what's your personality type? Um, a? What is a, a type? Like oh, a you type mean like a? an alpha? Like type A like needs to be in charge and super bossy and stuff? Bossy, yeah. Likes control, likes things orderly, has it their way. Is very good at delegating and... Um, you know, other words like that. Do I seem like a type A personality? I don't know. It's, I was hoping you knew like your blood type. Like, do I you do know, know my blood type. What's your blood type? I'm not saying. We all want to know. <laughs> We've uh, all been asking. I'm the universal donor. What does that mean? You're like a, like a blade? It means I can give it to everyone, but I can only receive it from people who have my blood type. That's, that's so heavy. <laughs> you can save the world, but only more of your kind can save you? I guess, yeah. That's that's like some mutant shit. It's pretty common. No, it's not. That's an X-Man. <laughs> what is your personality type? Uh, I don't know. I don't know my blood type either, though. You don't? No. Really? I don't. I have a friend who has his blood type, birth date, and social security card, which is like the Canadian social... What, what's the SSN? Social security number? Oh, yeah. But he, he has all of his stats tattooed on his leg. No, he doesn't. Blood type, birth date, and his social security. Yeah, because he uh, it was an extreme skier, and he like got into some crazy wrecks and craziness where he'd be unconscious when they found him. And so right. he just had his tattooed on his body. Just who he is. Yep. That's so cool. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. Right? You can't wear a necklace in extreme skiing. That's going to fall off. Yeah. What just... Also, what is extreme skiing? I'm picturing like... Uh, like leaping off of glaciers and cutting down mountains. Exactly. Like he would get helicoptered into places. For a vacation? No. You take a vacation to look at an island, not to leap out of it. He did it professionally for a little while, I think. Yeah, he's an extreme guy, though. He like, you know, works in rigging and oil rigs and like he does crazy stuff like that. He's always doing dangerous things. He gets off on it. He's an adrenaline junkie, you know. Yeah, type A. Yeah. Not like me. I That's, like comfort and calm. Yeah, you don't jump out of helicopters. You jump onto the couch. No, <laughs> exactly. Well, we've talked about this, though. You know, like my voyages are usually like psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yours are internal, his are external. That's why you're an actor. Yeah, and like art and dancing and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I don't want to stand on the edge of a skyscraper. And be like, watch this. Yeah. I'm Tom Cruise. Right. Mission Possible Fallout coming soon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I would say you. I just knowing you as well as I do at this point, I feel like you have some type A in you. Oh, very much. Yeah. Hundred uh-huh. percent. Sometimes A plus. A plus, even. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounded right. Yeah. What blood type do you think I have? Um, no, chicken no blood. <laughs> ox blood. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like you have ox blood. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Hmm. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm O. That's what the universal you, donor is. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. O positive. But you can't get A or B. I'm blown away by this. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. There's O positive and O negative and then A and B. Um, I guess I don't know that much about blood types, but I just know that I'm the universal donor and I can't have anything but my own kind. That's unbelievable. Like, that's so 
Will Smith in that vampire movie. Ooh, um, legend. legend. I am legend. You are the legend. <laughs> I love that movie. That's awesome. Um, what else? What's going on? Well, how come you know so much about the human genome? Because we just did a podcast on the Tender Friends to preview a podcast coming up for us and a podcast we just did since oh. we're dropping it tomorrow. Yeah. And we went and did the Tender Friends with where we saw Hereditary for the second time. Still oh. peed my pants. Oh. Probably even more. And uh, and talked with them about the chicken tenders at AMC. Yeah. And it was great. But in the middle of our conversation on their podcast, you're busting out how you know which eye color you can have if you marry certain eye colors. And it was crazy. Oh, I mean, that was just, we studied that in school. Didn't you study that in school? Like genetics and like the Mendelssohn chart? I do remember a box with X's and Y's in it. And you an X and a Y go together and you do or don't do things. Right. Like yeah. the dominant and recessive genes. It's just mm-hmm. a box with like big R, little R. Wait a minute. Recess? Recessive. I love some of those genes if it means more playtime. Oh my God. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just remember that chart. And I also remember having a friend who didn't know he was adopted and he found out he was adopted in biology class. Because of the eye test? Yep. <laughs> Which, if I didn't know it. I'd never heard of it. So yeah. will you say it? Uh, the two blue-eyed parents cannot produce a brown-eyed child because in order to have blue eyes, it means your genes are recessive. Mm-hmm. So if there's a big R and a little... Well, I can't really explain it right now, but... But I, that's the gist, is two blues don't make a brown. Two blue-eyed parents will not produce a brown-eyed child. Yeah. Um, a blue-eyed and a brown-eyed parent can produce a blue-eyed child, and obviously... Two, I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm high. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, shout out to Jumbo. Jumbo. It was great. I didn't know we'd be recording this late, and I took some Jumbo, and now I'm stoned. God, I can't believe somebody does homework, and then they're like, they drop their pencil, and their hand is shaking, and they're like, Mom, Dad, and you're, oh. Yeah, so he, yeah, John uh, was in biology class, and the teacher said something to that effect, like two blue-eyed parents cannot have a brown-eyed child, and he was like, you're wrong. And she was like, well, no, I'm not. How do you know? What are you, what are you talking about? And he was like, my parents both have blue eyes. And then everything got real quiet. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, mistress. And um, Secrets. he actually wrote a one-man show about it. Um, I can't remember. I think, I think it was called My Three Dads. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it was pretty, pretty great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And also, that's so adopted to write a one-man show about totally. it. Totally. He's a great actor. Yeah, We went on tour together for a uh, summer at one point. No, got really high together all over Newfoundland yeah. when I was educating uh, teenagers in delinquent detention centers about how to put on condoms. Really? Yep. Two things, huh? Uh-huh. Condoms and... AIDS prevention. And AIDS prevention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to the blood. Yep. What color eyes do you have? Brown. What's your social security? <laughs> <laughs> What color eyes do you have, actually? Uh, like a like milk green. Because mm, you say hazel sometimes. That's what I was told growing up. I think they're blue. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're green. Sometimes they have gold flecks in them. I've also been told. But every time I try and look at my eyes, I don't know what they really look like. Because they're just like the pu- all pupil. It's all pupil at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not trying to see my soul. Oh man. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're blue. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and my parents both have um. Hazel, similar to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not adopted? No, I'm not adopted. I don't think so. I look too much like my dad to yeah. have been adopted. Mm-hmm. Unless he puts on a mask every day, which sounds exhausting. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. To let me know I'm not adopted. He's some ginger with like very pale skin, but every day he wakes up before me to put on a dad mask. Oh my God, that's so creepy. Dad masks? Yeah. <laughs> I just... um saw a, a Twitter image of um, Melania 
and it looks like she was wearing a mask in it because maybe she had some work done or something but mm. it was pretty funny it was like, like that's why she was in the hospital for so yeah, long yeah that's why she was gone for four weeks like where where's where's melania and now yeah. she just looks like a slightly different version of herself yeah maybe it was the picture on twitter i don't know but anyway it was creepy yeah it creeped me out yeah you can't trust creepy. pictures on twitter but i absolutely think she got plastic surgery 100 percent. yeah does she look better or worse in that picture just weirder you know when someone's had too much work done and they just look like a skin mask it's just creepy yeah yeah they don't look good they don't they don't look human mm-hmm. sometimes water balloons burst if you put too much water in them oh man scary plastic surgery like do you know who jocelyn wildenstein is if you describe her face i might she's the cat lady yep <laughs> <laughs> so gross that I mean, is it's so just, gross it's terrifying yeah um what do you think of Ratatouille? I want to talk about Ratatouille. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'd never seen Ratatouille, and you made it a must see, a must see movie in my life. Yep. I'm so happy you did. It's tremendous. It's perfect. It's inspiring. It was funny. Like it's just so fucking good. That's moving, so good. right? Moving. Yeah. 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 I really like it. I'm so glad you saw it. Thank you. I. I. Had, it's one of those whenever I said, oh, I've never seen that. People are like, you've never seen that? Uh, like, they lean in hard when their voice goes high. Well, like, like yeah, you're you're a cook. Like there are certain food movies that the next one that I want you to see that I want to watch with you actually is um, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a Peter Greenaway like art house film with Helen Mirren that's so fucking good Ooh, Helen and Mirren. violent and, and terrifying and it's directed. Peter Greenaway was a painter, so the whole thing is just like a painting come to life. It's so beautiful Say and so the intense. Again? The cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. Oof. Okay. And Great it's title. for like yeah, get high, get a glass of wine, sit down and just watch your yeah, it's a feast for all the senses. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Ratatouille was too. Because like it was so cool to like watch and be like Oh my gosh, you're adding time. Oh my gosh, you're adding sage. And then I love that you leaned into me and as soon as he started controlling with the hair, you were like, all right, this is the part where you have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. And then get over it and move on. And as soon as I did, I was like, so fun, so worth yeah, it. Yeah, as soon as you can, because that part is pretty dumb. But the voices are so good. Pat Oswald is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Oh, and then what's his name? The critic, he shaped like a coffin. Oh, Ego, or no, Ego. Ego. Get out of yeah. here. So good. I know. I loved it. Also, it was such a good, usually for those movies, like I don't see them. And then as soon as I do, I fall in love. Like The Secret Life of Pets. I'd never seen it. And then I saw it. I was like, this is so fun. This isn't a kid's movie. Mm. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. So I got to start seeing all the animated things. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. Um, what else? S- well, look, let's talk soup because I feel like Ratatouille is the perfect bridge into everyone, most everyone saying that soup is fucking great and for me to go fuck myself. I won that so hard. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. People stopped me in the streets <laughs> and were like, you're wrong. They were yelling it out their window. Some people made U-turns and just leaned out and they were like, hey, fuck face, you're wrong, and then drove away. And you know what's going to happen now? What? That you've lost. What? You know what you agreed to. I don't. You don't remember? I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do anything it's a soup you don't tour, want to right? do. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted to do a soup tour. Although it sounds like a lot of work now really thinking about it, but I don't know. I think it sounds great. I thought that we could go and get like classic like five, maybe it's too many, but three, we should do three. Three classic soups. Okay. Um, like a tortilla soup, a hot and sour soup, and then like a French, like a really good French bisque yeah. of some kind. Let's throw a gazpacho in there. Something cold. Okay. So maybe we should make it five. Let's do five. Okay. Yeah. Throw in a gazpacho because it's just, it feels appropriate, especially in this sweet summer sun. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what the wild card five is. 
Um, mm, well, hot and sour, gazpacho, tortilla soup, some kind of bisque, and um, oh, I wanted to do like mulligatawny or like you know like a like a traditional Indian soup of some kind. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love to try that. That sounds good. All right. Like if I lost, I may as well just try everything delicious and say I'm wrong you instead lean of in just so like, hard. I know it's so fun, but I do. It, I'm happy to say I'm wrong once we do the soup tour. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great. It'll be super. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Yeah. Sorry, I got a bowl of them. My back hurts from that one. Really? Yeah. Because my back hurt. That's because I stabbed you in it with a horrible <laughs> pun. Oh my god. It's like right next to, like kind of lodged next to my lower spine. I don't have the right blood to save you. Oh, man. Yeah. So those are the two big things for me. I lost soup by a landslide, but I'm happy to try it and be wrong Mm because it seems like the whole rest of the world is right. Yeah. And uh, 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 Ratatouille is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with you? Um, I don't know. It's been kind of a crazy busy week. Like I feel like we're we're recording late tonight and kind of like last minute because we've had so much going on. Yeah. Um, uh, cool stuff coming up. Uh, I guess the big news that I have right now, um, in my world is that I interviewed Charlie Sheen and that will be coming out and should hit newsstands in early August. So I'm excited to see that interview in print. You and wrote the cover story. On the, it's on the cover. Yeah, he's the cover of High Times and then it's the feature interview. And um, yeah, sitting down with him was just really interesting. I didn't expect it to be as as sort of great as it was. I mean, you know, obviously like he's he's had a, a rocky past and, and he's content, he's dealing with some things. He's having a reckoning with some of the things that he's done. Um, but he was really open about it and really warm and, and charismatic and, and willing to sort of go like go on the record with uh, comments about a lot of his his history. So yeah. it was neat. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's such a good preview for people to read the article by saying like there's some ebbs and flows in there. Yeah. But when you say interesting, is it like it feels like a code word for like you didn't know what to expect or you weren't sure if you wanted to do it or like why is it interesting like what's that the code word for well i didn't know what to what i was going to be walking into i mean i you know my uh worry was that he would be like a spiky porcupiney angry you know person and mm-hmm. he was not and i mean he worked with the photographer our friend lauren yeah Ooh, who so got good. incredible pictures of him like he it's like the gq weed yeah. shots they're Fuck so yeah. good i mean that's one of the things we've been busy with is she had a great idea for a fucking photo shoot that she wanted to do with us mm-hmm. and the images are spectacular they're so good weed and grub like the whole table and it's so exciting i'm so excited to yeah. share them with people we'll put them on our socials and stuff and yeah and on our website that's gonna launch soon hell yeah hey she told me um she didn't need to retouch any of my photos of me personally because i have such great hazel eyes oh how perfect that's yeah. so nice for you yeah. so like Nobody needs to retouch my photos, it seems. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? That makes you extra hireable. Yeah. 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 Cost saving. Just coming in with perfect bones and skin, huh? Great bones, great skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even need me in the pictures half the time. Just my essence. Just the the, the eau de glazer. <laughs> the eau de glazer. <laughs> the parfum de glazer. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's a trash bag filled with old cans. Ew. That's what it sounds like. That's <laughs> that, what my cologne would be. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so enough of that Bullshit. She did a great photo shoot with us. Yeah. And did a great one with Charlie Sheen. She did. And she um 
had him kind of feeling good about himself. You know, she's a great photographer because she makes her subjects feel so comfortable that they take great pictures because they are feeling themselves so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And um, so by the time he sat down with me, he was just kind of like loose and happy. And his associates had ordered like a bunch of pizza and chicken wings. And so we had snacks and we, yeah, just sat down and yapped for, we had a uh, half an hour and we spoke for almost an hour and it was really. That's such a testament to mm-hmm. how great a job you did oh at the conversation thanks it was freewheeling and he was having fun and I think he was surprised that it wasn't um you know because it was a an interview for high times and he's launching a cannabis brand so some of it was you know obviously about that but then um I don't know he really opened up about like growing up in Malibu and his career and you know which sets were associated with which drugs yeah and you know like he talked about filming platoon and that famous God. scene where they're all drunk and high and who was high and who was drunk and um it was just really 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 interesting and he also had some interesting stuff to say about living with HIV and yeah he's just it was it was you know definitely like I see why you're a movie star yep he's got just wells of charisma oozing out of him despite you know his, but you cracked it open well, he he was he was willing to yeah talk about things on the record. It was very cool. Yeah, can you talk off the record and you can say off the record or whatever you want to say. But like, are you allowed to say what what you think helped open him up to you? Like, why you think you're you're good at this? Oh, why I think I'm good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's a, it's a few things. I think you have. I mean, we both interview people all the time. And you know when you're doing well. But a Charlie Sheen interview that goes from a half hour to an hour is because you said something or there was a connection or there was, you worked something out as, that you, that like, a, you know, it could have been 10 minutes because his publicist could have just been like, oh my gosh, um, we just got a call. Like they always have code words for them to get the fuck out early. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Well, I think, number one, I think he's not doing a lot of press right now. I think he hasn't done press in a while. So maybe it was nice for him to sit down and chat with someone. Um, I think also he was surprised that I, at my familiarity with his career and like the amount of knowledge that I had about his his life as an actor and an artist and that I was really interested in that because um, obviously I'm coming at it from that, you know, my own background of like, want, you know, wanting to act. Yeah. Um, and and then I maybe the, the moment when he really opened up, I think, was when I made an observation about him that I think surprised him. And he like kind of took it in for a moment and then really started talking to me. Yeah. It was cool. So I think maybe sometimes like the trick to a good interview is like, if you listen to someone like Terry Gross, she'll often have an insight about her guest that they may not have thought of themselves and she'll share it with them. And that's what really opens the whole thing up. You know, it's like being really prepared and really familiar with who you're talking to. And even if you're not super familiar and you haven't had a ton of time to do research, it's like, just an observation in the moment maybe like your energy seems to be this way or you know this is what i'm observing about you right now right like that's what everyone wants is to, to, be to seen. feel seen yeah. dang that's exactly what i was just thinking that's the word yeah to seen. feel seen and really yeah. understood and Ooh. so episode title ready dad masks and feeling seen <laughs> yes i love it great um what's your successful tricks and tips for a good interview for a good interview mm-hmm. Uh, I love to ask someone about something they're wearing that looks like they always wear it every day. 
Really? Yeah. That's my number one move at the very beginning. Just in conversation. Like I always point out somebody's shoes or I always like look at a ring that seems like they wear it every day. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, that's really cool. What is that? And there's always a story behind it. You can always find something in there that you can like draw your own experience to. And it's an immediate connection because you can make both of you have that shared feeling. I like that. And that's that's it. That starts the beam. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, that's that's the move. I love it, too, because everyone has stories about what they're wearing and if they're there to talk and you can make that moment like so low key and so chill. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to come out hot. No, that's interesting. I've done like interviews where I have not been prepared and they've gone really well. Mm -hmm. And I've done interviews where I've been super prepared and they've gone really badly. So yeah, it's just interesting to think of like what the, those like it's great to have like a handy like oh notice something about them yeah make an observation about their their work if you're able to or about them in that moment yeah um and and really listen like I think what a lot of people do is they ask a question and then they tune out while the the other person's talking right and they're just thinking about their next question you know why wouldn't I want to think about what I'm about to say instead of focus on you yeah right yeah yeah i got gems up here for days yeah whatever you think you're saying i'm moving on it's interesting when you're on stage with a bad actor you can actually watch them go blank behind the eyes when you're talking to them because they're either nervous Mm -hmm. or they're thinking about what they're going to say or do next yeah and you can just see it it's like their eyes just go kind of there's this weird thing that happens and you can i see it sometimes in interviewers too like especially with like um I think like inexperienced, you know, people who get hired because they like look good on camera and they're like sure. doing press junkets Do and stuff, but, but then they're just like not that, you know, they don't actually have what it takes. And you like Army see. Hammer. Do, I don't know. Does he? I just think he's a terrible actor. Oh, I don't know if but I've actually seen him anything. gorgeous man. Wildly handsome. I saw him in the Whole Foods in Westwood like a month ago and mm-hmm. was just bowled over. Yeah. He's yeah. gorgeous. Didn't he have his own aisle? Because they were like, sir, right this way. Come to the army aisle. I mean, I think he comes from enough money to have his own fucking aisle. Like, that yeah. guy's like, yeah. But <laughs> like, he like he only goes to movie theaters if they have, like, um, like crab legs on the and nutritional yeast and, like, a side buffet for VIP during the nice. movie. It like does that. sound good. We got to get there. <laughs> um, but there was an article with him that was essentially how many chances are we going to give army hammer Hmm. and then they laid out his track record and his career and it was just it what it really was was also a call out of being like how many gorgeous six foot men are going to continue to get the the same roles over and over even though none of them are doing successful work right and he's a bad actor uh i have not seen call me by your name i was under the impression that it was a really great movie i don't trust anything that the that happens in the last two years when they tried to get moonlight to win and everyone was like wait what or not moonlight when they tried to get la la land to win but then they were like no moonlight is easily the best fucking movie yeah i don't trust any of those awards sorry no but i think just people in general really liked it like people i know thought call me by your name was really good really yeah okay well then i trust that maybe i should see it yeah all right i don't know i don't want to say that something's bad if I haven't seen it, Mike. Why? God, don't take do that. Take a stance. I can't take stances on things I haven't seen. It's so, but it's fun to say something and then later be like, oops. That's such a social media like m- move nowadays to be like, I I have an opinion about something that I don't know anything about. And then it's like, wait, what? No. Yeah. Like my Twitter handle should be, I should have re- looked into that. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wait Ask, a second. Hold it. Yeah, wait. Hop, mm, ah, mm, mm. Get back to me in uh, a day. We're we're millennials who ask for forgiveness instead of One permission, of us <laughs> and that's just how it is. And honestly, millennial culture is ruining permission. Oh my god! And, and also, millennial culture is uh, ruining forgiveness. Oh, because we're not buying greeting cards. Wow. Yeah. No, it, like no one's buying greeting cards anymore that say I'm sorry or get well soon. Millennials are ruining empathy. I read that millennials are ruining um, restaurants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're just all Netflix and chilling all the time and they're just ordering takeout and nobody's going to restaurants, which is a crock of shit. Yeah. That's a big crock of shit. Yeah. It was such a weird thing. I was like, what? Oops, should have looked into it. Blaming something else on millennials. I mean, sure, like there's lots of crappy things about every fucking generation, but millennials aren't ruining anything. Not a fucking thing. If anything, they're <laughs> trying to make everything better for yeah. the most part. For the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe they're disaffected and sometimes, you know, like annoying with weird habits and Wear vocal too many fry. Pins. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think like mumblecore is stupid and I hate like the whole normie thing, but, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. But I understand those are, those are just backlash against what came before them. But, yeah, the um, things that made an impact on you when you were going through puberty. Yeah. Totally. But, um, yeah, stop blaming millennials for ruining everything. People who <laughs> do that, <laughs> old people who don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> who am I talking to? Absolutely no not one. A thing. <laughs> Millennials are ruining podcasts. There's too many. There's too many. There are so many. It's true. There are a lot of podcasts out there. So what? Nobody's stopping you from making one. Who yeah, cares? You don't have to listen. I People do. I'm glad they do. But I would do this if nobody... I would do this with a tin can across the room with you. Who I cares? Know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And we have such a good time. <laughs> Millennials are ruining <laughs> soup can culture. Oh, my God. Uh, what uh, else? Is there anything else? Um... I don't know. We got what? What do you have coming up? What's happening? I'm out of town for a really long time, and that'll be fun. We can talk more about it later, or maybe when I get back. Yeah. Um. But you know, we're gonna bank a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Real talk. So if anything comes out and it doesn't sound evergreen from the week, I'm leaving town for like 15 days, and so you know that's how it is. So exciting. So exciting. Send a postcard. Oh wait. Millennials don't do that. Uh, no, we're ruining the stamp business. <laughs> this one is ever put in coupon code uh, Glazer Stamps. Anyway, uh, don't do that. That was awful. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, we have some really cool interviews that we're dropping when I get back. Yeah, I'm really fucking excited. Yeah, we had a long talk where it was like, should we just drop this now before I go? And you were like, no. Like when you get back, we'll drop this shit and it'll be really fucking cool. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking great. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to a cool thing to record for next week. We're going to a uh, sex toy conference. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is neither weed nor grub. But our friend Jamie, who was on the podcast uh, all about sex, Mm -hmm. uh, thought we should go because she feels like the sex industry kind of mirrors what the cannabis industry um, is now. Like the sex industry 20 years ago reminds her of what the cannabis industry is now. So she was like, go to go to the sex toy porn conference. And we got press passes. Yeah. It's interesting. You come at it from that angle. And my angle is, yeah, I want to get high and like slap things. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're a dude. <laughs> I want to squeeze things and slap things. We'll make it so. Put, put my dick in stuff and run around stoned. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we'll go our separate ways once yeah. we get inside. I'll just hand, we'll hand you your lanyard uh-huh. and I'll be like, I'll see you at five o'clock outside. And I'll say like, hey, I'll see you because I'm in jail and uh, I need bail. <laughs> 
Yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll do a sex episode. By the way, that's the triumvirate. Weed, food, sex. Yeah. Like, that's your triangle. Well, I mean, I mean, the best thing we have about this podcast is that it's our fucking podcast and we can do whatever the heck we want with it. Ooh, except cuss. You won't let yourself cuss. <laughs> whatever the... Gosh, toot and darn golly, we want to. We could just put it, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, we call it weed and grub, but we talk about whatever we want. Yeah, let's go talk. Oh, man, I can't wait to go to a sex conference. All that lube, like weed and lube. Oof. Do you have your favorite lube? Do you have one that you your go-to? I mean, I've just always only used Astroglide and KY. I mean, because those are the two that are, were available at Walgreens to like shoplift before I felt confident enough to, you know, pay for them because it was like, oh, I should be able to buy condoms instead of steal them Mm -hmm. but i didn't learn about sex you know what i mean so i was just like i don't know what to do and i feel weird and this is embarrassing so Mm -hmm. yeah but ky and astro nice yeah i was at an event uh like a bingo event in the east village years ago that my friend christopher used to run and i won the prize and it was like gay bingo night and the prize was a bucket like a uh like those buckets over there, like that size, like a, what, a gallon? It was like a gallon bucket of yeah. um, boy butter, which is for f- f- like anal sex. And it was my lube that I had in New York, like next to my bed for Whoa. a really long time. And I think it freaked some people out because I like left it out on the nightstand because I thought it was so funny. Sure, yeah. Also, I mean, if you're in the mood, you don't want to be like lifting clothes to find the thing. Yeah. And it was so large that like it didn't fit in a drawer or under my bed. So yeah. I just had a gallon of lube on my nightstand. <laughs> <And> <laughs> for how many like, days until it was empty? Oh, I think I ended up throwing it out because I got grossed out because it was like a margarine container. So you would like peel open the top and like dig your hand. I mean, it was like for fisting and stuff. It was right. like hardcore industrial yeah. lube. So I didn't end up using all of it i think i just got rid of it it sure it was weird it didn't feel sexy did you have an ac unit in your apartment then too Uh uh-huh okay so like it wasn't too hot and you're like using lube in the summer and it's just sticky and melty and weird no okay huh yeah dang yeah that was my weirdest lube experience but that's a lot of that's a good amount of lube for to get your fist covered it was so much lube yeah yeah Hmm. Maybe we'll pick some up at the uh, sex toy conference, and I'll I'll have some new lube to talk about. Okay, that'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see. W- what breaking news? Flavors. Some flavors. I used to fuck with flavors. I hated it. Yeah, it's it was gross. so gross yeah. and weird tasting and artificial. Yeah, and I never liked like those like all those sexy things like edible underwear mm-hmm. or you know like the the sprays that you like put this on his body and lick it off yeah. and it's like really incorporating food into sex has never been my jam because it's just <laughs> messy like i've had like you know when you're like whipped cream or chocolate or whatever it's just kind of gross you don't like it i used to have a girl eat off uh, i used to wear an edible hazmat suit and nice. she would eat the whole thing yeah yeah Hot. and then her tummy would get a little upset and then we would just fall asleep that's a sweet story (laughs) (laughs) i love whipped cream i think that can be fun um yeah maybe i've never had the whipped cream experience i've had some like chocolate and like that kind of stuff and uh, i had tiger bomb put in the wrong place no 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 that hurt a lot yeah yeah don't do that no way hey what hey grab the loot and you grab ben gay yeah oh fuck it's over yeah it was painful damn yeah all right, so no food and sex for you. Nope. I love a good flapjack. That's fun. Yeah? Sure. Where do you put it? You cut out eye holes. <laughs> you bite out eye holes and you wear it over your face. Ew, that's so <laughs> creepy. Like what, dad masks? It's you, that's the ultimate dad mask. A Sunday breakfast. <laughs> Just a flapjack with eye holes. <laughs>
<laughs> Amazing. Let's end on that. What a circle back. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> That's good. It's a shorty this week. Cause I don't know. We've got stuff going on. Yeah. It's a shorty, but you know, we're going to bank a bunch. I'm leaving town. We did so many exciting things that are going to be coming out. Yeah. It's okay. What are we at? Like 14? Yeah. <laughs> are we? Half an hour. Oh, this Perfect. has flown by. Yeah. Yeah. We're better than that goddamn show, Roseanne. No, I don't even, I didn't see it. All right. Um, that's it, right? Yeah. Happy 4th of July. I hope you had a great 4th. I did. My dog is excited that it's over. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good 4th? Yeah, it was chill. Nice. Hung out with old pals, uh, ate some cupcakes. Good. My friend stole a bag of Cheetos and took them home, and I was like, that's the move. Wow. Yeah, it was good. All right. Uh, her name's Sally Ha. Oh, <laughs> calling her out. Yeah, it was like the move. It was so smart. I don't know anything else. Oh, happy oil day if you take dabs. Oh, yeah. Today. 710. I appreciated all the Snapchats I got today of people um, showing off their rigs, their new rigs and oh, all nice. their oils yep. and everything. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, I don't know. I've Should we also do like Bob Day? Because sometimes on 808... Like, and we can all like bob for edibles. Like, when's enough? Do yeah, you know what I, mean? I know. It's a little silly. The whole 710 being oil upside down, right? Upside down. Yeah. An upside down digital clock. Yeah. It's, I can't buy into it. Yeah, it's not so much. Like, we already have National, like, Perfect Smile Day. Mm-hmm. So I understand needing everything to be everything, but not everything needs to be everything. It can just be 420. You can just celebrate it all on 420. Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't yeah. need to be anything else. So. Oh, but I want to do my half birthday. Oh, shut up, millennial. Everyone come to my half birthday party. Shut up, millennial. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to trade Wi-Fi passwords with all the other coffee shops in town, so we all don't need to buy things. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Is that a good idea for an app? Uh, Real quick? Yes, I guess so. It's kind of so. a good idea where you, like, everyone like farms in all of the wi-fi passwords that they have from all the shops that they go to all I the think time that's just a subreddit <laughs> no it's we need a million dollars backing today and we need technology app writers listen if that dude who started Firefest can get backing anyone can anyone can. we can all do whatever we want we just need to talk a good talk that's so true oh bad acting but yeah. great chat and yep word are we good yeah All right, everyone have great weeks. Talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. And um, happy oil day. I don't know. Just hit subscribe and leave a review. Yeah, please. Rate, like, subscribe. We love you guys. You're the best. And um, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 